Is it? Hello. Is it happening? I think so. Oh. I think we're in this. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you're too afraid to ask. And this week's topic is lying. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Especially requested by Sean because yeah. he's got some things he needs to get off of I, his chest. I need to t- I, I'm taking my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> but first, we need to talk about last week. We need We need a little recap. So we're sorry. Yeah. We're sorry, but also you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, honestly, put it both. Yeah. So if you haven't already listened, the last two episodes were a pre-drink and then a post-drink. <laughs> um, and so we recorded while drinking and getting to the point of the post-drink. Of uh, yeah, of no return. Of no is return is what I would yes. definitely say. So I would definitely recommend going back and listening to those because they're pretty hilarious in my opinion. And um, I need to give you a little idea of what might have happened after the post drink. Yeah. So like we in I was so drunk and I repeated it multiple times. That yeah. I was like, we need to get and I think I said it like six times in the mm-hmm. podcast. We need to get audibly drunk. Yeah. Like I literally thought it was so funny that I like made a story about it. Anyways. <laughs> so we went in with the the thought of getting audibly drunk. Yeah. So we drank w- like more than I ever oh, usually do. Insane. Like I'm pretty good at pacing myself. Bree literally was like chug, chug, <laughs> chug. One of our friends, Mary, who is in it, literally at one point, I don't know if, if you remember this, she was like, I think he's good. Like, <laughs> and you were like, you're not there. drunk enough. And she was like, no, no, he's fine. And then I kept drinking. I feel like so. we need to mention that too, because honestly, when I was listening to it, I'm like, we don't sound that drunk. I Here's a, here's a little, uh, little context for you guys. Yeah. I threw up. <laughs> Maybe an hour after this that is episode, awful. I've thrown up in my life because of drinking three times. Yeah, that was number three. <laughs> the other times were when I was literally like seventeen. Yeah, like oh. a like a fetus. You know what the problem was? Too? I think we were so both so sure we were in a safe space, so like we knew we weren't going out, Too safe. and we were like we're just in the comfort of Sean's home, tucked in the closet, drinking Lauren's sangria amongst friends. We went in, folks. Like, we were blasted. Oh, yeah. So, to give you an idea, after we finished recording, I I don't really know. I think we had another couple drinks. I don't really know. (laughs) And then, flash forward to the end of the evening, okay? So, we're at the end of the evening. I just thought of something else that happened. What? We can't talk about anything. We can't. Okay. Flash forward... Flash forward to the end of the evening, Sean, and one of the lovely ladies here had to go home, which we thought was weird because we were like, this why would you want to go home? This is it now. She was like, I am a grown adult who has things to do tomorrow, and um, it's two in the morning, yeah. so I'm going to leave. So I have been overserved at this point, and... I think it's a good idea to safely escort her home (laughs) because that's what I do when I'm sober or even like, like had a few drinks. You know, if one of my friends, especially a girl is going to walk home at night, even if it's a few blocks, Hey, I'll walk you home, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So I thought that was, you know, I was being just a gentleman about this. Okay, I will walk you home. I want to make sure you get to safety. I cannot explain to you how many times she begged me not to walk her home. Because, which I thought was weird at the time. Because I was like, oh, she's being not 
intelligent because she needs me to walk her home like she's being unsafe she will die <laughs> but now in hindsight i realize i was so belligerently drunk that she was like you're a liability yeah, to my walk yeah. home <laughs> so she kept being like no no you just stay i'm all good i'll leave and i'm like absolutely not i will be accompanying you on this walk and ruining your evening <laughs> so we leave we're walking down the street. We get I what she lied to me at this point. She I'm pretty sure. Okay, she lied. lied. I confirmed Cause she because <laughs> she told me my house is right there. You don't need to go any farther. We're only like a couple blocks away from. She Sean's. lives. Uh, she lives like ten blocks away from yeah. me. She took Bree two blocks. <laughs> There's a giant hill, like literally a block and a half away. They stopped at the top of that hill and she was like this is where i live this is the end true yeah not true at all so i'm like perfect job well done to me (laughs) i have escorted her we do it again (laughs) i am an incredible human being and i care about the safety of others check all of my karma boxes off so then i all of a sudden turn around and i realize holy fuck i can hardly stand so I'm literally like pinballing, like fall off of the curb. And she's like, oh my God, I need to walk you back. So at this point, I'm past even trying to pretend that I don't need help yeah. because I do. So I'm like, yeah, you should probably walk me back. How could you let me get out of here like this? <laughs> So she has to not only walk me back to the apartment building that John lives in. No, no, no. She told me even later. This is what she says. She says, I was just going to bring her to the end of the street. You get, I live on 12th. You pass 11th and you go, here we are. Here we are. Arrives. And she was like, okay, oh, it's it's serious. We need to go further. Door-to-door service here. Yeah. So she takes me to the proper street, the proper apartment building, and then realizes I don't even know how to get into the apartment. So has to then take me up to the door and knock on the door for me, wait for someone to answer. And then leave me there, and I was like, good night. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome for this safe walk. You owe me one, girl. You're- Another <laughs> one home safe. <laughs> If you're listening, you owe me, I tell ya. Because, woo! Neighborhood like, Watch Bree does it again. Did <laughs> I do some public service that evening? <laughs> I can't. I woke up with the biggest shame hangover. I was like, oh my god, that person is never talking to me again. Like, I am the absolute worst. And especially since, I don't know if you remember this, but the whole night she was talking about how she couldn't stay out late because she she had had night the next morning. So the whole night she was like, and we kept pushing her to stay longer. And then finally she was like, okay, absolutely not. I really need to get home. And I was like, I know how I can add an extra 45 minutes to your evening. Like at minimum. Like at very, what? very least. The worst. <laughs> the worst. Yeah, so that's kind of what happened after to fill you in. On I feel our like we lives. should have worn GoPros. <laughs> Honestly. And like just live streamed the whole thing. Yeah, that was your one and only drunk episode because 
I don't know. I, I'm going to need at least three years in between. Oh, absolutely. Like, that was, I was our, our texts to each other the next day were like, we need to go to jail. Yeah. Like, we were like, we need to go to jail today. No, we I literally to- was like, Sean, we are turning ourselves yeah. in. We're going to jail. We need to at least a single night of jail. that's coming to us. And then I texted you and I was like, delete my number from your phone. Never speak to me again. Yeah. And I think we didn't talk to each other for like a good week and a half, which mm-hmm. for us is a lot. Because I was like, we absolutely cannot ever be friends again. No. And we're um, like the podcast is canceled. Like unless it was a great we, run, yeah, it was good, but, but it's absolutely it's over. over. It's so over. <laughs> it's so over. But we reconciled. Yep, we're and back. Here we're we back are. It. Here we are. And hopefully we'll stay with a more consistent schedule. Yes. Between that and like being literally hungover for maybe three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Bree's sister just got married. Like we've it's been, been a, a busy bunch. Yeah, busy, busy. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's oh, that. Man, that's that. Yeah. So this brings us to today's <laughs> topic, which is lying. Kind of like me when I suggested yeah. I was going to give her a safe walk home. Or like our friend when she said she lived two blocks away. <laughs> we're surrounded by liars. We're surrounded by liars. So later I think we're going to talk about like um, how lies are a, a different thing for the queer community. Mm-hmm. I, I We'll get into that. That sounds problematic, but it We'll get into that. It might be. Stay but, tuned. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be <laughs> problematic. Yeah. Oh my god! But first, I a few episodes back yes. talked about how I dated a sociopath. <laughs> I'm so excited. For it. And I have been hounded by people. <laughs> asking me because I was like I'll tell it in like 10 to 15 episodes yeah it was maybe like five ago and people were like you need I need to hear the story like it sounds so dramatic so I'm gonna I'm gonna sparks notes it yeah try to keep some of it out mostly I was going through a weird like back and forth of like there's a lot of things that I want to say I also don't want to be that person that's just exposing people. Yeah. Not like anybody would ever find out who he is. He doesn't have Instagram. Like, he's not... Like, we're not tagged in a single photo together. If you know who he is, you know the story anyways. So, like... But... And and then I would go back on that, and I'm like, well, why am I protecting him? Like, I know. know, It's it's so hard. Yeah. But I also... Yeah. But I don't want to be, like, that fucking dude that just, like... Yeah. Like fires off about all their exes, you know? It's kind of exhausting. But this one's a good one. (laughs) Yes. I don't want to be that dude, but I'm about to be. I don't want to be that dude next week, but this week... (laughs) 100% that dude. You can repent in between here and Absolutely, yeah. yeah. The church is, like, literally, like, where she said she lived, so... (laughs) Um, So... Just getting into it, I have dated quite a few crazies because my type is mentally ill white boys that look like me. <laughs> I said to him earlier today, he likes projects. Yeah, I love, like, I am Bob the Builder and mm-hmm. I love a, a, a fixer-upper. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> um, so this boy had a different hair color than me and I was like, he doesn't look like me. Yeah. We've found it. However... I met him when I was, like, 17, and we were friends on Facebook. Didn't talk to him for years, but I would, like, see him post. He went to school, like, university with people that I knew closely. They liked him. Like, I felt like it had been a person that had been vetted, you know? Yeah. Like, usually I'm meeting, like, Tinder skanks. Yeah. Being a Tinder skank, I'm meeting, you know. Other Tinder skanks. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I like put up my Tinder skank like bat symbol. Yeah. It's just like a dick pic <laughs> on the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I felt like this person had been pre-vetted, which for right. me had never happened. Mm-hmm. So I think that's also one of the things that I really like leaned into it. Yeah. So I was like, well, he can't be crazy. All these people like him. All these people know him. That's also like the sweet spot when you're looking to date someone because he's not close enough mm-hmm. where it's like he's too close friends with all your friends or he's dated your friends yeah. or like everyone already knows him too well. You know what I mean? He's like, fuck exactly. somebody, you know, but he's just close enough that you are like, I can get a good read on the fact that if he's, if he knows these people and I know them and I've seen his Facebook stuff kind of going on, I've seen where he's going to school. Yeah. It's m- much more comfortable and you can go dive in, I think quicker than someone you meet on Tinder that you know nothing about. So dive I did. Yeah. <laughs> Dove right in. Dove, I do. Um, or should we say, we wish yeah. that you had dived in. But we'll get so, to that. So, so things started off decently normal. Our mm-hmm. first few dates, oh my God, like, what? These fruit flies, they're filling this closet full of, the of fruits. Of, the amount of fruits in this closet. Um, it started off, our first few dates were like very normal, all this stuff. Then I, he started like, I don't know how it started. Mm-hmm. I think it started with him. We had been dating for like two months or something. Okay. And he didn't talk about his family or like I would have to press him for like details on his friends and family. Like I would have to like really get things out of him. Mm-hmm. And I'm the type of person if I've been dating somebody for like two months, I'm like, I want you to be in my family. Like they're right. pretty good reads. So I need like, that's just who I am. I'm yeah. very like inclusive. So he wasn't, he wouldn't talk about his family. He wouldn't do any of this. And he I came out through our conversations that he doesn't, one of his friends told me this, actually, which should have been a warning sign. Yeah. <laughs> one of his friends said that he doesn't tell people that he loves them. And I was like, okay, that's weird. But I didn't really think much of it. His grandmother falls and is in the hospital. Okay. And he's like, well, what do I say? And I'm like, send her a text message being like, I'm so sorry I heard about your fall. Let me know if there's anything that I can do for you. Like, I hope you're feeling better. Love you. And he yeah. goes, oh, that's really good. I will say that. But I'm not going to say I love you. And I'm like... Like, he purposely, like, dis- was and like, I'm, like, I'm removing that. Yeah, sentence. yeah. And I'm like, um, you're... Let's just, let's just backtrack here. Yeah. Your grandmother, grandma, grandma, <laughs> old lady in your family. Yes. Fell. Mm-hmm. Hospital. No love. <laughs> and no love. No love. So I'm like, okay. Any other situation, I'm like, maybe you're tentative better. I'm like, yeah. your grandma fucking fell. <laughs> Say you love her. Say you love her. I'm like, toss it out there. Like, yeah. Jesus. So that, I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. And he just wouldn't talk about his feelings, like, wouldn't do yeah. any of these things. And I was like, this is so weird to me. Mm-hmm. But I would always just be like, oh, some people aren't. He's closed yeah. off. He's, he's closed off. He's just blah, blah, blah. I feel like also you're similar to me in that we are very expressive Ex- and very emotional. Yeah. So I think sometimes it's hard for people that are like us to gauge whether we are being too picky about people sharing their emotions. Exactly. Like I've found that in relationships where I'm like, I have to ask myself, am I thinking that they're not being communicative or emotional because I am so communicative totally. and emotional yeah. in comparison to me, or are they really not communicative and emotional? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Trust me, I know. Yeah, yeah. See, I think that's like you were, like, to make it clear to, I think people listening would go, like, what the fuck? Like, how Well, because I was like, well, on? this is what I'm like with 
excuse me, with my family, mm-hmm. but I know that I have a very close, different yeah. family. So I'm like, not everybody has that privilege. Yeah, so you kind of keep kept giving him excuses. Too much so. Yeah. <laughs> so while this is happening, um, I'm like, how do I tell this part of the story without, like... Just go in. Should I do it? I think you should do it. No one knows who he is, and anyone who does knows the story. You're yeah. not saying any names. Yeah, You're no. not giving and, any... Yeah, okay, so... <laughs> reference to it. Um... Maybe he, don't say the actual name. No, 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 I yeah. won't. I won't, I won't. <laughs> oh, his actual name. <laughs> no. Um, don't give a sin number? Yeah, oh, fuck. I literally... <laughs> so, we had been hooking up, mm-hmm. but we weren't having sex. Right. And I was like, okay, this is, like, kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And it would always be, like, I felt like I was the one, like, pushing it forward. Right. And I'm like, okay, like, this is a two-way street. I don't ever want to push something on somebody. So I was kind of, like, pumping the brakes, yeah. you know? Can I stop you right now? Uh-huh. You are like Carrie Bradshaw right now. Oh. Having, like, a sex column. Oh, yeah, no, it's no, like no. It's the same yeah, thing with yeah, podcasting. Yeah. So that's why it's allowed. I'm okay, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Then one day he was being really weird. And I was like, hey, is everything okay? And it took, I was like pulling teeth. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, as you know, I am on PrEP. So PrEP is like a a, a pre, what's the? It's like a preventative. It's like, yeah, but it's pre. Medication. It's, there's a word for it. I don't know. It's like pre-dosage or something. Yeah. So it's like a medication that you go on, you take it every day, it's a pill, and it is to prevent uh, HIV. Yeah. So it's like a, a, a daily medication that, like, it, like, pre- Gets your body ready for the strand or something. It's kind of like it's kind of like getting the flu shot. Yeah. So it's kind of like you know when you go for a flu shot and you get like a little bit of the flu shot. Yeah. It's not like they're giving you a little bit of HIV. Yeah. But it's giving you components of the of whatever it is so that your body can like fight it off. It gets used to that. Yeah. yeah. Used to fighting it off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Correct. (laughs) Which is actually helpful for people listening because if you are someone who could be susceptible to it, like, largely, I know, the gay male community or bi male community, queer male community. A lot of people are on that, but I think a lot of people that are new to the community don't know about that option. Absolutely. So that's, like, something... Oh, and I also think it's, like, um... A lot of women don't even know that it's a thing. Like, I've, yeah. I've told a lot of, like, no, you, lesbians I, I, in my life, and they're like, what is that? I didn't like, even know about mean? it until yeah. you told me about it. Absolutely. Yeah. So... It is, like, super awesome and, like, very important, and I think a lot of people should do research. Anyways. Yes. So he was like, as you know, because he had told me that he was on it. As you know, I went on prep just before we started dating because I uh, made a decision. Yes. <laughs> and something came of that decision. Yes. <laughs> and my doctor recommended that, like, if this was something that yeah. could be a possibility in my life, I should also go on, go prep. on prep just yeah. to be safe. He didn't have HIV or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> um, so I was like, yeah, no problem. I know so many people that are on it. It doesn't bother me at all. Like, it's awesome. Good for you. Yeah. I think it's a good health decision. But when you're on PrEP, you have to get tested every three months. Right. <laughs> so I guess that had happened, like, a month before we started dating. Yeah. Two months in, got to get tested again. So he's being really weird this day. And I was like, hey, um... Or is everything okay? And he was like, I don't know how to tell you this. And this literally, it took like two days for him to talk, talk to me to about, about it. it. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to tell you this, but I went to get tested just to make sure that my blood is fine and everything. And the issue that I was having before, the reason that I went on prep, um, came back. Yeah. Is still there. Um, because a lot of the times, like 
for anything that you can contract or anything that goes on the medication that gets rid of it or like helps you through it isn't 100 percent effective like i know so many people that have had similar issues yeah. so to me i was like okay yeah that's... it's kind of like if you're taking antibiotics and you take it for only 10 days instead of 14 or some people for whatever reason if you drank on antibiotics exactly it doesn't work as much and your strep throat goes away but then a week later it comes back yeah yeah so i was like okay totally fair blah blah, blah that's cool he was like i'm going back on the 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 treatment yeah we should be good i got myself checked i was good to go yeah that was that literally i was like cool gucci that's fine yeah life happens i'm not like a person that would read into that or like no. think that that's like you're a shit person no. like not at all i was like you know what like life happens totally yeah. like people make mistakes like, you're learning from thanks it. for you're... letting me know good glad you're on yeah. it and also from your point of view you're thinking okay he's now taking safe measures and exactly being preventative and yeah like, he's being even though it take, took him forever to do so, he's communicating to me the truth. Yeah. yeah. What he thought was the truth. So, life keeps going. <laughs> We're still dating. Uh-huh. And he keeps talking about how he's not close with his family. But I'm starting to realize... He's like, oh, I don't have a close family. But we're just not close. Yeah. But I'm starting to realize... I also meet his sister, and he doesn't introduce me as his boyfriend. Or even introduce me. So that right. was fun. Um Met his, brother, that met his brother too phobia. when i was at his house and literally didn't even he he just like walked us out the door so i was like okay and he's out he's out i will say that yes it's not like i was like oh he's I, it's not like he was getting caught yeah he's out so yeah. that's something good to clarify because some people might think that you're saying it in a way of like oh in that moment come out yeah it's like, no that's conversations already happened he's already out yeah and he's still hiding sean yeah so i'm like okay once again we have very different families but he kept saying, oh, I don't have a close family. But in just seeing his family, they were close. So I was right. like, fuck. It's not that you don't have a close family. It's that you're not letting them into your life. Yes. Like, you're just, like, a closed-off person. So all these things start coming up. He hasn't, like, let me meet anybody. Right. It's been, like, four months. Like, yeah. we, he won't talk about his feelings. We are also, like, still not physically connecting let's say and so i keep being like oh well you should um you should go back to the doctor make sure everything's good to go Mm -hmm. and he'd be like yeah yeah like that that's that's why we're not doing things and i'm like yeah "Yeah, i know i'm not going to pressure you to but like i also you need to make sure that your your health is good right (laughs) um so i was kind of getting to the point that i felt like i was pushing it like i was like i don't want to be like go to the fucking doctor make sure you're good to go so all these things keep going And I am like, I'm getting fed up. I feel like there's nothing happening here. Mm. So I'm like, we need to have a meeting. It could either go, we're going to not see each other anymore. Or you could be like, I understand your feelings. That's good to go. So we have this meeting and I'm like, this is how I'm feeling. I'm crying because I'm frustrated. I just feel like I haven't been like listened to in the slightest. I feel Mm -hmm. like I've just been like off to the side, not paid attention to. And like literally I don't require that much attention. And some background on this, like from the friend perspective, like you had told me, because I know this is like the cliff notes version mm-hmm. like the short version yeah like this had been going on for months of you actively trying to communicate yeah actively trying to tell him how you felt yeah actively trying to give him opportunities to tell him how he like or you how he felt yeah and you were giving him so many safe space opportunities to do so and never judging him and being super communicative and this was like the final kind of like we need to get to the bottom of this so it's yeah. not like this was the first 
try at the that communication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and I was like, I, I I'm not gonna rush somebody into being like an emotional person, no. but also like if I bring something up, if somebody brings something up to me mm-hmm. that is hurting them, I will actively make steps to change that. Yes, I would bring so up. You're in a relationship with literally, them, of course. I would bring up the fact that I felt hurt and like unheard and all these things, and literally nothing would change. If yeah. anything, it would get worse. Right. So I was like, this this is what happens. I feel so frustrated. Like you're literally just like doing the opposite of what I'm asking. Like yeah. it's clearly hurting me. And he goes, well, we've been dating for four months. Do you think that I'm just going to... First of all, I'm crying in my car. Yeah. And there is not even... If somebody is crying because of me... Whether you agree with them or not. Oh, my God. I'm like, maybe just a hand on the shoulder, hand on the leg. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I made you feel this way. It was like, first of all, he didn't understand the emotion that was... He didn't understand why I was crying. Yeah. And then he started getting mad at me for crying. Like, he was like, well, you just expect me to change in four months? And I was like, no, no, no. I just expect you to understand that I have valid feelings and make even the tiniest step into changing. I don't expect anything to happen yeah. Big at all. Just I just even want to acknowledge my feelings and say I'm Exactly. Cry. Yeah. And then I go, and what's really pissing me off is this whole testing issue. Like you aren't going back to make sure that you are good to go. Yeah. Which at this point we're like uh, a partnership. We've been dating. So yeah. not only are you saying that you don't care about your sexual health, you're, you're saying, saying you don't care about mine. Mm-hmm. It's more than that. Like you're not just, yeah. it's not just a single person. Yeah, absolutely. So he's literally yelling at me for crying. It's like this whole thing. And then it starts coming out that I just thought that he was kind of aloof. <laughs> yeah. In my mind, I was like, well, he just like, he just doesn't realize, he just doesn't realize what he's doing. Yeah. It starts coming out through his his speech <laughs> that he has known what he's been doing this entire time and that he has made calculated decisions and that everything that he has done, he's known that he's done. So I'm like, okay, this is like, I'm kind of like creeped out right yeah. now. It was, I, I described it as like in the Wizard of Oz and they pull back the curtain. Yes. Like it was like. And you're looking at someone and you're like, who are you? And it was like really creepy. Yeah. Because I was like, all these things that I and you were just uh, alluding to the fact that you were aloof to, yeah. you weren't. You've known this whole time so i was like okay and then he goes if you want an answer to the testing thing and i was like would love hi yeah yeah." (laughs) he goes recently i don't know how i've been feeling about sex so for me it was easier if the reason that we weren't having sex was because i hadn't got tested again to make sure i was good to go instead of telling you the actual reason why I didn't want to have sex. So I was like, you've literally been lying to my face about possibly having something and you couldn't make an appointment because you were too busy. You called and so the doctor didn't pick up. All these, all these And like, there were always reasons too that, yeah. oh, I'm too busy. I can't do this. I'm like, and I'm like, bitch, you literally go to the gym like six times a week. I was like, it's not that you're too busy. It's that you're not allocating your time to something. Which was like a big part of your frustration. And so I'm like, oh my so God. You're like, oh, you're a pathological liar. Yeah. And then I go, so you just have no you have no like remorse about this you just like don't care you don't want to change at all and he just goes well I only work on things that I want to change and I was like (gasps) (gasps) 
<laughs> what a crazy. Yeah. So I literally was like, that is creepy. That's the perfect it, way to describe it because there are those moments where you're looking at someone and I've been there not to that level, but I've been there in a relationship, yeah. like, or not even relationship, I'd say, but when I'm like dating someone yeah. and you all of a sudden kind of like see the switch and you're like, Oh, this is what I'm in for. Oh, like, yeah. That's who you really are. Like yeah. it's like when the like you like you perfectly said when the curtain gets taken down, you're like, and everyone has that moment when you start dating someone, right? Mm-hmm. And it's really creepy because it's really easy to put on a good front at the beginning of a totally. relationship, yeah. and also, and you give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Like it's like human nature, I think. Well, I think also especially at the beginning of a relationship because you're treading the line between you want to keep dating them so you don't want to push them too hard, yeah, and you are getting to know them still. So you don't want to push their buttons. You don't want to freak them out. And you're trying your best to navigate two different personalities and learn the way they work, but also work on things. And like, from your standpoint, I will say this, like speaking to the sex thing, you are the most like consensual guy I know. You are so, so, so vocal about consent about people having the right to choose when and if to have sex you've always been like that since i've known you you've done that like sean goes out to marches sean is very vocal about it he makes a point so i want to make that clear that none of this was ever about needing to have sex no it's all about like you've been in relationships in the past too that you've told me the person's not really wanting to have sex and you're like okay cool perfect and the worst thing is like we had had many conversations Mm -hmm. where I had been so honest that I am not also like a hugely sexually driven person. So like that is like they were well aware that it wasn't like a A hinging point for for me. It was more like the connection was not there at all. Like the physicality wasn't there even in the slightest. And it wasn't like I was asking because I was like, I need sex. I was asking because I was like, if this isn't what you want. Like, that's kind of how I phrase it as well. So I was like, the fact that you thought that it was easier to to just lie to my face over and over over and over and over. And And I was like, oh my God. And I say the word sociopath and I don't want people to like think that I'm being super dramatic and like, oh my God, like he's just like an ex that was, you know. No, but he kind of is. But like, it's he's kind of creepy <laughs> but the definition of like sociopath is like somebody that usually comes from like a good family mm-hmm. it's like somebody that doesn't understand empathy or love yeah. and a lot of my friends were like oh my god are you okay and I was like at the end of the day like I feel bad for him because that is how he has to live his life yeah. I also don't think that like he, I'm like, was he aware of it? I don't know. But I'm like, it made getting over it pretty easy because... You're like, oh, it, it, shit. You, usually when you get... When, and also, like, usually when you go through a breakup, it's like, you're both crying. Like, it's got full... You know, it's like... Yeah, it's There's so thing. many emotions. Yeah. Like, it was literally just like, me that had emotions. Yeah. So I was like, I feel stupid. So I was like, if I'm not getting emotions back, you, why would you I... You get through over that sad phase real oh quick. Oh, my God, yeah. Because when you're both sad, it's like, should we really be doing this? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. you cry and it's like if one person's sitting there like no I'm done you're like okay I better get to the angry phase yeah, real quick literally. <laughs> or like the whatever phase but it, that that whole thing was so crazy to me but I need to say this when you're in in the space and we've talked about this so many times and I think that's why speaking about these things on our podcast is so important because we always want people that are listening to know that like we get it because yeah. we oh, yeah. that's why we always talk about our own shit because we've been through it we're still going through it a lot of the times yeah um there'll be stories that are not only old stories but i'm sure that will come up in our lives that are new stories yep. <laughs> um lucky us um so that's why we want to share because we were late 
to everything people that are listening are going through just as much as you relate to us. Yeah. And we don't want it to ever sound like preachy. Like, no, no, no. oh, we're sitting here like, our lives are now figured out. So, oh Neil will tell you of the past. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but I do need to say this. I think we've talked about this on earlier episodes, how, like, one of my tips to people was kind of, like, look to your friends for advice when you're yeah. in these situations. Because it was so weird. Because I met this guy and i couldn't put my finger on it like i'm a really good read of character and that's why i think he's actually a sociopath i'm not joking no i like i i I, here's the thing i would never ever yes throw a term like that no as a joke actually think because like like, or maybe i would to you like haha remember that time but i wouldn't like put it on a fucking Mm -mm. podcast if i was like just joking no i genuinely think that he was an undiagnosed sociopath and i'm not saying that as like a pure negative because it's like that's just the thing that people experience yes exactly (laughs) yeah but i literally like i cannot describe when I met him the first time, it was, like, in passing. Yeah. So, in passing, it was, like, one minute. So, I was, like, yeah, I didn't really connect with that person, but, like, we're literally, like, high bye. Yeah. Right? Then the next time I met him, we're in, like, a a club, and it was, like, there's a lot of friends there. Everyone's being super friendly to each other. And... It w- that's what I couldn't put my finger on, which is, like, also sociopathic, because it wasn't that he wasn't being friendly. There was just something I couldn't put my finger on that my gut the yeah. entire time was, like, this guy's giving me, like, the creeps. Yeah. Like, and not, like, in, like, a, ooh, he's creepy way. Like, I just, I felt uneasy about it, because I was yeah. like, something is off. Like, he, it's, it was almost like, and this is going to sound really creepy, but I remember this moment. It was almost like he realized I was seeing through him and he didn't like it. Right. And I remember that moment because I remember like saying something to him that kind of like questioned something that he had just said. Yeah. And it caught him off guard. And I remember the look in his eyes was like annoyed. Yeah. And then he like immediately snapped back into being friendly. So it's funny you say that because I go back to the friends that yes. knew him and I was like, my dudes, mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Can we, yeah. Uh, I was like, debrief this? A little bit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and they literally both go, you know what? That's funny. I always thought there was something about him. Right? And I'm like, you went to school with him for like four years. Yeah. Nobody w- was like, hey, maybe there's something that you should know. But it's hard with someone like that because whenever, like, it's hard from a friend perspective. Yeah. And like, to everyone listening... I'm sure everyone's been in the place where, okay, if someone has a significant other that cheats on them yeah. or says something off about them, obviously you have something to go to your friend with and say, this is what happened. But from a friend perspective, when it's just like, you can't put your finger on it, but it's just like something in your gut. Yeah. What are you supposed to say? Hey, I don't like the guy because something's off. Yeah. And you're like, oh, what? And you're like, nothing at all. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, it's too, because you question yourself. Like, oh, was I overthinking that moment? That weird, like, flicker in the eye? Totally. Was I, like, thinking yeah. something weird? But I remember that exact moment. And then I remember being like, just get over it, Breeks. Like, that was probably just, like, some, like, he just didn't read your joke right. Or yeah. like, whatever it was, right? Yeah. So it's so weird. So I think this, obviously, besides the fact that I was lied to uh-huh. many a time. <laughs> I think this also, excuse me. <laughs> um, I think this ties into lying very well because part of my issue with this whole thing was mm-hmm. that I also 
attributed some of his relations to his family and all that Mm -hmm. to a queer experience. And it's like, you don't understand where people... It's hard to gauge what is just somebody's personality and what has to do with their sexuality. Does that make any sense? No, 100%. And, like, I gave him the benefit of the doubt... Mm -hmm. Too much so because of the fact that I was like, well, I maybe I'm way more comfortable being out. Maybe I'm more comfortable with my sexuality. Maybe even though he's out to his family, they're not comfortable with him. Yes. it's I was giving him all of these Mm -hmm. things, which a lot of the time that's what it could be. A hundred percent. But like as someone who's in a queer relationship or is queer, you just understand that there's certain things that would be absolutely not dismissed in heterosexual relationships. Totally. That you almost have to because of the queer experience and you understand how that feels. Yeah. So there's certain moments that, for example, if they were portrayed on a TV show, you would think, what a fucking dick. Like, yeah. like he doesn't like that girl, right? So, for example, like if you were watching... The Bachelorette mm-hmm. or Bachelor in Paradise or one of these things. And a guy, like someone else came in and the guy didn't say to her, oh, I've been seeing this girl. Yeah. It would be like, what a fucking rude asshole. He didn't tell his buddy that he's been seeing this girl. He clearly doesn't like her and he's shoving her under the rug. Yeah. Right. Or if someone walked by and he let go of her hand, it's like, oh, he still wants to play the single card. Like he's not right. ready to commit. Like there's so many different things that in heterosexual relationships, because there's not other reasons for it or other potential reasons for it, that you can pretty much assume that they're just being a dick. Yeah. But when you're in a queer relationship, there's so many extra added layers and pressures from society and family that it's harder to get to the bottom of whether someone's being a dick and playing you yeah. or if they are struggling in a, any way because of their queerness. Yeah. Right. And I think it's a it's a fine line to walk because you never want to push someone out of the closet you never want to push someone out of their comfort zone of being out already um but you also have to be like i'm an adult and i also expect certain respect in relationships exactly. and acknowledgement yeah um so it's a really hard it's a fine line it's a fine yeah, line yeah. it's a hard space to walk and i think that's it's also, also made why it's people al- give excuses to people it's also made harder when there isn't full communication well i think that's <laughs> it i think that why you struggled so much in the example that you just gave is because you didn't have that communication. Yeah. So I've been in many relationships where the person wasn't out or wasn't fully out to everyone in their circle. The difference is, is that I expected, okay, if I'm going to walk this journey with you and I'm going to deal with sounds harsh, but if I'm going to lessen my expectations for what you should provide to me as a partner when it comes to introducing me to your family or... um never letting go of my hand in public or whatever it may be. We need to be open about what that means. What that means. Yeah. (laughs) Where is it coming from? Why is it happening? Let's communicate about it. So when it happens, I know, and I don't have to put it on myself, like I'm doing something wrong or you're embarrassed of me. And in a lot of cases for queer people, if that communication isn't there, then it it's helpful to go to a therapist. So, like, yeah. me in my current relationship, like, we went to therapy at the beginning of our relationships because we were navigating that. And for me, at the beginning of my relationship, I was really struggling with 
are you embarrassed of me? Like, it always put it back on myself. Right. And I think that comes from internalized homophobia. And, like, being embarrassing. And also me being super <laughs> embarrassing and someone that people should be embarrassed of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also my internalized homophobia. So, yeah. like, I would always say, I'm embarrassing. I'm getting in the way of your life and your relationship. I'm ruining. If someone found out about me, I'd be ruining your life. Right. Like, I'd put it back on myself, right? Yeah, yeah. And then in turn would get frustrated and angry that I felt like they were putting that on me. Yeah. Right? So... You get to the point through communication to know the difference of whether they are hiding you or not showing you that respect or acknowledging you and your feelings um, or if they're doing it because of more serious concerns. And that is where it's important because it also allows the person in the relationship that isn't doing the quote unquote hiding to make a decision because if you're given all the information then you're able to say okay am i willing to be in a relationship where these are the the lines where you know i'm not necessarily going to be invited to the family dinner or you know i'm not going to be brought up when she's on the phone with her mom or whatever it may be the when you give someone communication, at least as an adult, you're allowing them to say, "Okay, you've told me where you're at right now. You've told me where you want to go, and then I can make years. an educated decision exactly. On, yeah. And no one's wrong at that point because totally. if you choose that you can't be in that space for your own mental health, that's totally fine. And the person also can't move out of that space because of their mental health. That's totally fine. But the communication needs to be there, or else, um. You're fucked. Yeah, you're literally <laughs> you're fucked. Totally fucked. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, I mean, it's already in like forty minutes, so maybe we'll just do a lying part two. <laughs> Let's do it. I think. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Because I, think- I think that there's a lot more. Yeah. To talk about in terms of like what the just little sparks notes. Yeah. I think that there's like a lot of um. When people talk about coming out, they yeah. talk about, oh, I was living a lie. Yes. And they, like, use... I feel like that's, like, a, a statement that people yeah. use. And it's, like, it's such an interesting thing in this community that, like, lies have to do with, like, safety and, like... Yeah. Uh, there's, like, so so much so more much weight impact. behind, like, yeah. a lie in this community mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Anyways, we can dive totally. into that next yeah. time. <laughs> a, a very light example to that we will dive into next time, but to just give you an idea of what we're kind of talking about, is Love, Simon. Like, when all his friends get mad at him for lying. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So that is something that to... That's a very good way. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. And we'll talk about why that might be necessary, why it comes up more in the queer community, but that will be lying part two lying part two before we get to that make sure wherever you're listening to follow or subscribe specifically we're really trying to build our itunes um listeners or apple podcast so if you're listening on there please subscribe and also rate us five stars oh only <sighs> five stars five oh five one two three f- don't, don't stop there don't stop there five, five. <laughs> uh raise a review we love reading them all and that really helps us out you can also send our podcast to anyone you know word of mouth is the best way we can grow it's literally all we have it's all <laughs> we have we're depending on you you can also follow us on instagram at i can explain podcast and personally at sean.lusk and at brianne williamson and on Twitter at I Can Explain Pod. And until next time, we will see you around the neighborhood. My God. Time to lie. <laughs> <laughs>